Hi, I'm Greg Corumbus. My guest at this time is Ann Schlafly Corey. She's chairman of the Eagle Forum, and she is the daughter of Phyllis Schlafly, the founder of the Eagle Forum, and the woman who led the opposition to the efforts to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment in the 1970s and 80s. The late Phyllis Schlafly is now the subject of a program called Mrs. America through FX and Hulu. And based on the previews, it seems quite clear that they're not presenting her as the protagonist in this uh, program. And uh, Anne is here to give us the real story of Phyllis Schlafly, particularly as the Equal Rights Amendment is once again in the news in a number of states, including nationally. So Anne, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate it. I'm glad to be on with you. Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, what's your reaction to seeing not only a Hollywood portrayal of your mother, but how they're portraying her? I think they have an agenda and they have an agenda to say that this was a mistake that ERA wasn't ratified in the, the 1970s. Uh, if but for this woman, it, it wouldn't have, it would have been in the constitution today. But of course they may have the hair and the makeup and clothing just right, but they don't have her warmth because what she did was inspire motivate and mentor women. And ERA failed because women didn't want it. Explain that a little deeper, because your mama, I'm guessing, was politically knowledgeable, but not exactly a uh, activist on the front lines of, of politics. What was it about this that motivated her to take the lead? Well, she was always interested in politics and cut her teeth in fighting communism in the 50s and 60s and promoting the, the desire for a nuclear, I mean, a strong military defense for the United States against our enemy at that time, which was the Soviet Union. Uh, and then she turned towards uh, this threat to the home and family life when the Equal Rights Amendment was presented for ratification because she saw that making men and women interchangeable in every situation, such as the military, would ultimately undermine the fighting forces of our armed forces. So how did she go about marshalling this opposition? This is not the internet age. She didn't necessarily even have a lot of phone lists. So how did she get this going? Well, the telephone was quite active. I mean, uh, when I was growing up, I would say the telephone never stopped ringing in our household. <laughs> she was always talking on the telephone. And of course, she we used the U.S. Postal Service, that old-fashioned way of communicating with people. She sent out um, a monthly newsletter. She sent out alerts. And uh, she developed a system of a phone tree where one person would call 10 people, each of those 10 people would call 10 more people, and that's how you activated people to show up for rallies. And so when did it become plausible or even likely that this effort was going to work when at first it looked like state after state was, was pushing this through without even a, a lot of debate? It's true, because if you say equal rights, it sounds so wonderful. Who could be opposed? It's only after you learned about the harmful effects that it started to lose steam and that women, if men and women were interchangeable in every situation, women lose. And so the more ERA was debated, the more steam it lost in its ratification plans. We're talking with Anne Schlafly Corey. She's uh, chairwoman of the Eagle Forum. And, and uh, now, of course, we've seen Virginia approve the Equal Rights Amendment, uh, claiming to be the last state necessary to enshrine it in the Constitution. The only problem, of course, is that Congress sunset the ratification in 1982, which is quite a while ago now, but the effort is underway nonetheless to make the claim that this has been accomplished. What's your response to that? 
Well, ultimately, the Supreme Court will have to decide the validity of these late ratifications and the validity of rescissions uh, that were made in the 1970s. But it is a cheat on our constitutional system if we tack on votes made today with votes made 50 years ago. Amending the Constitution is a big deal, and we should have a robust national debate on this issue before, before amending our Constitution. And the proponents cannot get the Democratic House of Representatives today to vote in favor of ERA with the required number of votes. So we know that this is no longer a popular issue in the United States. You mentioned the interchangeability of the sexes was a byproduct of what the ERA would have done. Others have seen it, uh, perhaps in addition to that, as uh, a constitutional enshrinement of abortion rights. Did your mother see that as a major factor as well? She did, and she was one of the first to talk about that as, as the real goal of ERA, and I believe that's the only reason it's being brought back today. The, um, the proponents are, are worried that the current makeup of the Supreme Court will chip away at Roe v. Wade, and so they see this as an end run around to enshrining abortion rights in the Constitution. So as you watch this, and it's not the depiction of what you remember, being your own mother, uh, you say they got the, the the makeup and the clothing right, but but not her personality and how she dealt with people, friend and, and foe alike. So what do you want to stress is how she really conducted herself? I think there, there are thousands of women today who were inspired and directly mentored by my mother, that they got... They ended up doing things they never thought possible because my mother was in, at heart an optimist and believed that you could succeed. And what she objected to with the feminist ideology was their victimhood because she thought it was damaging if you thought of yourself as a victim because that kept you from succeeding in, in life. She never played the victim card and she encouraged women to succeed and thrive. And they did. You've written a column about this for foxnews.com. And one of the things I found interesting, particularly when you said it in that era, is how she was very proud of being Mrs. Schlafly. She, she thought the R in Mrs. was very important because that was the era where a lot of people went by Ms. and so forth. What was it that she was emphasizing by that? And, and how does it stand in contrast to what uh, the more liberal activists wanted at that time and perhaps still do? My parents had a very happy marriage, and I think that's one of the things that is misrepresented in this show. My father supported my mother financially, emotionally, spiritually, and intellectually. They enjoyed their partnership very much. And for my mother, marriage was a great deal, and she believed that women did better when they had good marriages because they were um, they were secure they had a uh, they they had a helpmate they they had a um, a fulfilling life if they were able to have a lifetime partner and we'll leave it there uh, let's hope folks uh, remember the real Phyllis Schlafly and not necessarily exactly how she's depicted in the FX series but thank you very much for helping to set the record straight today we appreciate it I really appreciate you having me on I thank you very much Ann Schlafly-Corey is the chairwoman of Eagle Forum. I'm Greg Columbus reporting for Radio America.